0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. It's the friend zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the friend zone.
1: With Tim and Guy,
2: because making friends is the best idea of all time. Is
1: it, Brady. That's Joseph Pooper.
2: Friendzone.
1: Hey! That was sick, eh? Yeah, that was really nice. That was sort of a barbershop quartet style. Friendzone introduction. Tim, hold on. So who do we owe that pleasure? Andrew Forsyth. Forsyth is a powerful
2: surname. Do you remember Bruce Forsyth? The name. Bruce Forsyth. He was a, like a game show host from the UK. Bruce Forsyth. I think he had the Generation Game. I think that was him. Bruce Forsyth's Generation Game. Tell me about the premise of the Generation Game. Well, I can't remember, but I'm going to guess that it was kind of like parents versus their kids in a selection of quests. That's quite fun. Yeah, isn't it? I think it's quite good. I
1: any time you pit uh, generations against one another, you're onto something good.
2: I'm all about intergenerational for, warfare. For
1: those of you who can't see, Tim is barefoot and has taken uh, one of those bare feet and just rested it on a table in front of him at full stretch.
2: Stretching a leg. Is that I, all right? Are
1: yeah, we cool? the way we're sitting next to each other feels sort of transity. So it does feel a bit like uh, you're disrespecting me on a plane or a bus. But truth be told, Tim, I'm about you being comfortable. I'm about me being comfortable. I'm about everyone uh, enjoying the friend zone with us, being comfortable. and Welcome min- back to the friend zone, guy. I'm in a really good space right now. It's been a minute. How- we're both battling um, unnamed
2: medical ailments.
1: That's right. I paid a man named Dr. Gene $80 today for the pleasure <laughs> of describing a various, various different types of headaches I've been having, and uh, I thought we were getting along. At the end of it, I chanced my arm with a joke, mm-hmm. and... He, it was about some medical advice he'd given me, and he did not, it didn't read as a joke to him. He didn't laugh. and um, I want to make you louder somehow. What if I do that? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay. Anyway, it undermined the whole experience, and it cost me... What was the joke? 80 bucks. You uh, I told him some of the medication I've been taking for these quite intense headaches I've been having, and he said, you don't want to have that uh, unless you've got s- serious migraines, because uh, it can have very uh, real ramifications for your... Um, for heart, your heart. Oh, wow. And, it, or, and blood pressure. And he'd just taken my blood pressure and told me it was perfect. And I said, but I got away with it because I'd already taken it. Yeah. And he said, you don't want to take it.
2: <laughs> hey, lighten up, Dr. Gene. Yeah. Come on, man. Fuck, I liked him though. Yeah. I liked him. And also- Was that reciprocated? Do you think he took a shine to you? There was a time when I thought- If I was a doctor, and God willing, one day I will be. <laughs> I'd be delighted for a guy in Montgomery to walk into my clinic. That is so sweet. Imagine that. my office. Imagine if our paths
1: diverge. You know, we, we follow different journeys, different tracks. And then 20, 30 years down the line, I walk into a doctor's office. I'm putting on a rubber glove, lubing
2: up. Yeah. Ask you to bend over and cough.
1: I don't know who it is because you've had a lot of, uh, you're a plastic surgeon. I've you've had, had a, lot of, a lot of work
2: on your face. And I'm like, God, there's something familiar
1: about this, man. Those
2: steely eyes. I'm, I'm a full-time surgeon, but I've got a real passion of checking men's prostate, so I'm kind of doing that as a side hustle. It's, you know, I reckon that's going to be a lucrative market
1: going forward. If you get into private practice, private prostate practice... It's called private practice because it's all about prostates. Privates. Hmm. It, I, everywhere I turn now, it feels like men are encouraging me or other men to get their prostate checked. And fucking, if you're listening along and you're a feller over
2: 30... 30? Is that what we're telling people now? I'm making this up. <laughs> get your prostate checked. In fact, just check... Other, just check. Check each other's prostates. Yeah. You know? And How hard can it be? If it is hard, though, then you've got to go to a doctor. <laughs> yeah, then <you've> got to <laughs> That is a problem. Seek professional help.
1: Absolutely. Hey, Tim. Yeah? How are you? What's your malady? Oh, is that? Medical malady, not M-E-L-O-D-Y. I believe it's M-A-L-A-D-I-E, perhaps?
2: You know how usually the body does a great job of digesting food and getting it out in a sort of form it it's all together. It's, my body's not doing such a great job of that at the moment. That
1: is a very generous way of sparing us the grisly biological details of what sound
2: like some messy shits, brother. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute porcelain disaster. Uh, our first message comes to us from Matthew, who has kindly contributed some dosh. 17 US dollars, in fact. That is a fucking couple of movie tickets these days, I reckon. <laughs> and weird note. Matthew says, hey boys, thank you. This, by the way, comes to us from the month of July 2019. Together we'll make it to the end. Hey boys, thank you for your service and pushing the conceptual boundaries of podcasts. If you make more podcasts in the future, you could talk about anything. It's not mandatory that you suffer for your content. That is sweet music to my ears. (laughs) In any case, I'll listen to anything you put out. Your habits of repeated exposure to a particular piece of media inspired me to listen to garage rock classic Surf and Bird by The Trashmen every morning for 40 days. It's like the opposite of Lent. Well, it's like... Let um, it, us point this into your mouth. It's not doing what I want it to.
1: Was it was yeah, it the we microphone or was it the man?
2: We'll never know. I was going to
1: say that there's a crossover quality with Josh Hart and it's 40 days and 40 nights. Do you remember that film?
2: Yeah, that was about Lent, wasn't it? Yeah, he, didn't, he, he
1: couldn't nut. It was no
2: nut November, but in, at Lent... And pre-read it. What happened to the great Josh Hartnett? It's a very good question. It's a name I haven't heard mentioned for some
1: many moons. And do you know, the the actor against whom he was acting was a most beautiful woman who I also remember from the film A Night's Tale. Julia? No. Oh. Also, have not heard hide nor hair from her for what must be about a
2: decade. Was her name in the movie Juliet? I don't remember. I'm in the ballpark. There's more of this message while you check that as well. Um, so this man has been listening to Surf and Bird by the Trashmen every morning for 40 days. It was a great experience. No ill effects. That's a worry. The following spring, I listened to Surf and Bird at least once a day for a couple of months. It did me good. I plan to have a Surf and Bird power hour some rainy day soon, <laughs> in which each iteration of the song constitutes a minute of the hour, making for 60 plays in a row. Wow. That's a lot. You guys should consider a treat of a fifth season in which you do something positive for yourselves or the community every week, like going to the spa every week and talking about it, or volunteering around town and reporting it. Enough rambling. Love you. Thanks. In cutaway. No, it rhymes with cutaway. It starts with the C. I'm running with that. Cutaway, Wisconsin, USA, Matt, Cone. Cone? Coin, I'd say. I'm not going to spell it because it feels like that's too many details to well, attached to the man.
1: Let's just say it's a. Yeah, I think it's coin or coin, coin A. Coin A. If he is abiding the Kanye rule of pronunciation. Hey, so Josh Hartnett, it turns out, still acting, just
2: oh. not in anything that. A little bit low key, huh?
1: Yeah, a little bit low key. The actor uh, who he was performing against, who played a woman named Erica, oh. Erica's son, is. Shannon Sossamon. And, if you're curious... I'm not. She stopped acting in 2015. Good for her. More people need to get out of acting. Dude, I totally agree. I feel like, especially growing up when I read gossip magazines and whatnot, they'd be so sharp and and curt and rude towards actors who maybe just decided to stop acting. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, I just accrued tens of millions of dollars for five years' work. Here's an idea. I'm out. Put my fucking feet up. Fucking A. Lord you knows could have... if we somehow monetize this podcast, apart from the friend zone, we would not be subjecting ourselves, you know, at the request of Matt, to these things that we continue to do. Mm.
2: I'd love to just be friends with you. I'd love to just be friends. I actually reckon there'd probably be more... more Time. If I... If I if, if, if the money was there, that means that I wouldn't have to run around doing the other bullshit to find the money. And I'd just do silly shit like this. One more.
1: season, we make $10 million. <laughs> do
2: we make another season or do you say, fuck, we did it? Ten mil, Fuck yeah, I'm doing it for ten mil. You better believe it. But I just no, told I, you that I would do it for fun.
1: Mm. Look, if I got paid $5 million to never make the worst idea of all time again. Yeah. Or to never do it again. So I'm saying we do a season. <laughs> he's Some, a, one last job he's, well, Yeah, exactly Come out of retirement You're tending to your garden I show up I look like the milkman But I'm not the milkman at all It's me, Monty And I say, Tim How'd you find me? Oh, I looked you up in the Yellow In the phone book Oh We still have them
2: but Dang it I can't believe I'm still listed In spite of the fact That I tried to get off the grid Yeah Hey, that veggie patch Is looking good Thanks, speaking this of, is what I do now.
1: Speaking of veggie patches, did you hear of the 2020 film Peter Rabbit 2
2: starring James Corden as the titular Peter Rabbit? I'm thinking you, me, a screen. It was a long time ago, guy. <laughs> I'm out of the game. I'm out of shape. I grow vegetables now. $10 million. For people, not for rabbits. Split two ways. You'll never see me again afterwards. I'm taking it. For sure, I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah, nice. Peter Rabbit 2, though. Woof. Hey, this is actually from the aforementioned Andrew Forsyth, who shared oh, that fantastic intro. He said, hey there, Tim Bone and Guy Fighter. I recorded my own rendition of the Friend Zone theme, and I'd be on it if you'd play it on the Friend Zone. If this makes it to the pod, please put my full name in. So Thank God. Andrew Christopher Forsyth. Oh, Christopher. Do you know that my dad actually has the middle name Christopher on the record? Big fanny work. Someone's got to do what you do, and it's you too. Thanks for being so strong for all of us, your friend, <laughs>
2: Andrew. It's like a philosophical question. Someone's got to do what you do, and realistically, it's you. Because if you weren't doing it, then it wouldn't exist. No one and else would be, be doing it, yeah. And not with the same gusto. Gusto. Yeah. We have gusto. We've got gusto, guile, and moxie. Stephen writes, hello, frosty fellas. I discovered your podcast a few months ago, and since then, I've listened to the whole thing twice. My man. Your Kiwi Voices haunted my dreams for a few weeks. Firstly, I wanted to tell you about my first listen. For the initial three to four episodes, I was completely convinced this was an improv exercise, with you two making shit up as you go along. No way did I believe that crazy shit actually happened in a real ass movie. Eventually, I realized it was all real, and I was horrified. Second... I'm the guy on Twitter who told you I'd be watching Grown Ups 2 and Sex in the City 2 back-to-back to to celebrate you finishing Season 4. You advised against it, and you boys were correct. I watched Grown Ups 2, and it was absolutely awful. I tweeted my commentary briefly, but it just evolved into several what-the-fucks over and over. I have a memory of this Twitter thread and being quite delighted, quite tickled with it at the time. After I finished, I went on to Sex in the City 2. I didn't even make it to the title card. (laughs) Just a few minutes more than enough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh. I did manage to break the movie up into small chunks and get through it over the course of a week. Spoiler alert, it sucks. Don't need to tell us, Stephen. Thirdly, We Are Your Friends is an okay movie. Admittedly, I've only seen it thrice and it was supplemented by some stuff, but my reaction both times has been a firm, okay, I will continue watching and see how that changes. I'm sad that I'll be missing Guy's show at the Fringe Okay, let's check the month on this, August. Uh, As this will be the first year in five I'm not going, hopefully I'll catch one or both of you at a future Fringe. You will catch, Guy, at this upcoming Fringe. That's right. You fuckers are insane, and I hope you do a season five in some form or another, and I hope you read this in a friend zone in 2022. If your blog girl has anything to go by. Say my name, Stephen from Northampton in England. Shout out, Stephen Northampton, only two years shy of an accurate (laughs) guess.
1: Thank you for your message. Uh I really admire your cowardice in not making to the title card of Sex in the City 2. I think you did the right thing. And I stand behind calling you a coward for it. <laughs> uh this one reads
2: Hey good good boys. You know what would make more sense if we if I give you my phone and you can read emails so we can get through these? We've got quite current Facebook messages which is what you're reading out. Does it would it not make more sense? Yeah, there is a part of me that thinks it would, but then it's like we're in this, well, we're doing
1: it this way. Well, then we get in the backlog on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Is that better?
2: The backlog someone, is so much less. Some I think. yeah, yeah. Someone was um, someone tweeted at us saying, "Oh yeah, I already forgot." Before just before we recorded, I was like, "I got to find that guy's fucking message." Yeah. Anyway, already forgot about it, Tyler. Uh, yeah, I've got it. i got it here. Great. Right. Oh, that's right. This is
1: not from Tyler. This one says, hey, good, good boys. And the thing is, Tim, if someone is addressing the good, good boys, you just know they're talking to us. Yeah, man. Or the
2: McElroys. Are you a good boy? Uh, yeah. Were you always a good boy? I think so. What year were you your naughtiest? Mm, 2000 and I'm going to go with 14. What were you up to? Just rabble rousing. We were, we were like, that's when we were bonding, bro. Yeah. 2014. How old were we? That
1: was our uh, year. Six years ago now. So, uh, seven years ago, isn't it? It's 2020. Do the math. 14, Fuck 15, up. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Eat my shit. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, how it works. That's when we were both nominated for the Billy T. We'd mm-hmm. been on TV and ZU together. We were forming a fucking bond. And the whole time,
2: beneath my very eyes, you were rabble rousing. Uh, you were sneaking around rabble rousing between times. Bit. Yeah. I was working on the radio, getting a head full of steam, running yeah. around the clubs. Shit, it's good being young. <laughs> so it's it's gone, and that's fine. I was at my naughtiest around eleven years old. Wow, what were you up to? Well, I'd always been too much cake and ice cream. Quite
1: a law-abiding citizen, but I had some bloody mischievous friends, and they'd love causing mischief. And I was never that comfortable spearheading it, but I wanted to be part of the group. And sure. we'd we'd go to a mall, a local mall in Christchurch, and we'd get every on night, bikes. Every night we'd go, we'd go down into, we'd go into the New World and we'd fucking take the jet and we'd run up and down the aisle doing flamethrowers and whatnot. And That's sick, man. Yeah, we, and every, every Friday we get kicked out of the, the supermarket by the same security guard. Poor guy. As naughty as I've been. It was a woman, you sexist pig.
2: Yeah. Yep. I'll,
1: I'll wear that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good, good boy. Come on, Tim. It was 2001. Women can be security guards now. <laughs> hey, good, good boys. For cats. My theory is that Francesca Hayward's character is actually a rebirthed cat. Cat after an ex-life cat that had already this taken what I'm saying. the chandelier to cat heaven and fallen back to earth. She was last year's Jennifer Hudson, winner of the competition to be reborn, and she's rejoining the Jellicle Cats group. The other cats keep asking, is she a Jellicle cat? And they don't know because the reborn cat gets to be whatever they want to be. Pretty grim if you finally free
2: yourself from the Jellicle cult, mm. and then within a year you're reborn into it, you're back. The the theory. I independently think I voiced this theory on one of the final episodes of the pod. I love it. I support it. I believe in it. And I posited it. Posited is a 50 cent word, not getting enough circulation.
1: My friend Joe, yesterday, no, two nights ago, used the word alacrity. And I was like, this motherfucker should be on TV. Alacrity
2: is so good. I don't even know what it means. I think enthusiasm. To do something with alacrity. With I couldn't tell you what that means, but that's how you use it. As
1: if it's fancy gusto, right? And gusto in and of itself.
2: Not bad. It's pretty flash. Mm, I like gusto. Um, alacrity.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for
1: professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm
1: a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me
2: what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy During,
1: uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month That's BetterHelp,
2: H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, all time. Hey, this is very disruptive, but um, now's a good time to mention, this is a video podcast, and I'm about to move the table slightly so that guy's face is not completely obscured by the microphone for the lovely people on Patreon who may be watching. Oh, what if I set up? Um, No, you're right, it's an angle thing. I'm just going to do a bit of this. Hey, that's
1: cool. Well, while you're doing that, I'm just going to read something here from um, Richard.
2: Let's get that, like, which was. Is that good for you?
1: That's great for me. People Do love You love that. it? I love that. Just to say, I've been really enjoying the Cats miniseries. Come over with the follow up when you watch it seven times in one day. Fuck, Richard, that is not uh, an appealing or,
2: to your credit, bad idea. I was reading about, and I'm going to get the details slightly wrong, but the Blu ray release and something got cancelled and it might have been a 4K version got cancelled and they had big plans for it. And yeah. would, there was talk about director's commentaries, which I would pay serious money to hear. So I'm hoping to tell me about the production process of Cats.
1: From memory, that was a big thing we took away after watching One Cats, was that it was, it was missing several K. It wasn't the stuff that was happening. It was the number of K. The
2: resolution? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't see. That. It goes in one, and of, out. one of those rare movies that is otherwise perfect, save for its K. Not enough K. Yeah. But if you said it the right K, it's a fucking stonker. Gotcha. Roger that. Barbara writes, just found you. Episode five. I'm in love. Barbara's got a photo here because that's what Google does sometimes. And that is Barbara who's in love with us. Oh, wow. That is a great email. To the point. Tremendous.
1: Don't get enough Boomers. This is more checking down our door. self-flagellation. My guys, 10 out of 10 on My Week with Cats. You both are my gelical choices today and every day.
2: Ah, That's so sweet.
1: Yeah, that is nice.
2: I like that a lot. Do you want to read this one? It's long. Yeah. This one's from Nick. I love sight reading. Cool. Do you know I think of it as a strength of mine? I would also consider it a strength of yours. Thank you.
1: This one is entitled Gratitude for the Boys. Date it. 6 twenty nineteen. Hello Tim
2: and Guy If it's at all possible I would request that Guy read this email Had you already read that? I had not That is insane Truly? I am like That's you, fucking weird You intuited that That's really weird That is not I've never done that before No you haven't Wow What anyway. the fuck is going on here? Well let's find out I'm shitting my pants You've got headaches I'm prescient <laughs> all of a sudden
1: I've wanted to email you guys for a while now, but I haven't had anything in particular to say. Well, recently, I've been trying to think more positively and cope with my stress in more positive and productive ways. So I got to thinking about the things for which I am grateful. I thought the Frosty Fellers might appreciate hearing that your podcast was one of the first things on my mind. While I love the main podcast, I've really loved the openness you've displayed on the friend zone and your friendship. From someone who has struggled with finding friends all my life, I find hope in the kinship you boys share. While starting out this email, I also thought I might share a time when I've recently shit myself in solidarity (laughs) with the guy himself. Guy.
2: Man, this is all coming together.
1: This This is is uncanny. Yeah. I was playing basketball, truly balling with a friend, when I came down from a layup and realized that my digestive system had betrayed me. I then said to my friend, I think I'm done with basketball. We then walked from the court to my house where I had to confess to him that I'd shit myself. Please do not make any connection between this story and my lack of friends, I swear the two are mostly unrelated. Well, after all that soul-bearing, I'm emotionally raw. Leave it to me to transition from heartfelt praise of the podcast to a shit story. To get back on topic, thanks for all you do from the bottom of my heart. Feel free to say my name. Regards, Nick. P.S. If my ploy has succeeded... I've lured Guy Montgomery into pronouncing the city name of Raleigh, North Carolina, correctly, or at least, le- at least less terribly. C. Raw. I really don't want to do this because I feel like this is part of the trap. He's in read this, it's written out like a different collection of words that he wants me to read together. Okay. C. Raw. Full stop. Leave. He's trying to fucking make me start it by mispronouncing R-A okay. as raw, as in food. <laughs> Guy, I'm sorry for the deception, and please don't let this chip in the sentiment of the email. If you would like to lessen this thing, please note that I had a hell of a time trying to shoehorn in the phonetic sounds of Ra and Lee next to each other and spent a considerable amount of time mimicking a Kiwi accent. <laughs> if I failed, touche, you win this round, Mont. Um, might I just say, speaking of North Carolina, yeah, and the, the prescience of this email, I'm presently wearing a t-shirt, not from Raleigh, North Carolina, but from a motel I stayed at in North Carolina. First time wearing the t-shirt in New Zealand. It's from this the Mountaineer Inn in Asheville, North Carolina. Fucked. That's a great email. There's How a, did
2: all this happen? There's a How lot did going I on there. You the phone? How is it about shitting yourself? How is it North Carolina? Life is a beautiful journey. And So is Nick. Nick yeah, is also a beautiful. So that,
1: that, that was from Nick. Thank you so
2: much, Nick. That was really fucking it captured sweet. the whole tone of what the friend zone is, which is like heartfelt appreciation for one another and also some stories about shitting yourself. Someone just uh messaged in Carrie Bradshaw, that is the entirety of the message. And I like I would like to receive some more messages like that actually. I was just too. a couple of words. Uh this one reads Ah. Oh. <laughs>
1: We've already missed this, I think. Oh, boy. It was just someone passing on. A, a, a friend organized a stone screening of Cats at the beautiful Hollywood Cinema in Avondale,
2: Auckland, New Zealand. Yes, sadly, I was uh, very keen to go, but I think I was out of town. It was on a Friday recently, and the film... So, this is Aunt Timpson's brother runs that cinema, and I think he owns it. It was restored. You've been there, eh? Right? Mm. It is an absolutely beautiful cinema. If you're ever in Auckland, you got to go check out the Hollywood Avondale. They have music gigs there.
1: They're playing Silence of the Lambs there
2: quite soon. They do a lot of stuff, and they get like 35 millimeter prints in of, of movies. They do great stuff. Anyway, they got and I've forgotten I've forgotten Ant's brother's name, the guy who runs the place. But he put the word out. He was like, "We're showing cats. Bring your edibles. Bring your drugs. It's going to be great." And then, um. The uh, New Zealand Drug Foundation—I think it's called—you know—there was a bit of media hoopla, and some people said, "Hey, hey, man, you can't—you can't, um, <laughs> you can't uh, just advocate for people to bring illegal drugs to your movie screening." He was like, "Ah, whatever. Worth a crack. Soon it won't be." There's a referendum in New Zealand this year,
1: in which we will vote whether or not to legalize it. Yeah, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Don't criticize it. In the great words of Peter Tosh. Also, speaking of the Timpsons, Another shout out to Ant Timpsons. Oh,
2: Come to Daddy is out. Yes. You got to see Come to Daddy. You got to. You must. It's, Elijah Wood. Yeah. It's Aunt, So I, is Ant a friend? Ant's kind of a, a friend. Yeah. We don't, you know, we, he started the 48-hour film festival in New Zealand, which became the, or the competition, it's, rather, yeah. which is the most sort of well-run, amazing one in the world, which birthed people like Taika. Yes. And um, others. Absolutely. Uh, so, come to Daddy. It's out now in New Zealand cinemas. Horror comedy. It's it's coming out around the world in select things. If you're somewhere like LA or something, I'm sure it'll be on. you love to hear it. You want a message, Guy? More than anything. Here's one from Audrey, who writes, as I put both feet up on the table to get maximum relaxer. Dear Mr. Bat Montgomery, I know I'm a little late to the game, and so am I, because this was the 20th of August, but... I've been slowly listening to all of the podcast for the past few months. And after deciding I should familiarize myself with the non-McElroy parts of Deathblot, partially motivated, I confess, to get better at telling your voices apart. Fair enough. (laughs) One episode a year is not enough for it to stick in my mind. (laughs) There was no exclamation mark. I just thought it'd be funny to put a little stank on. I actually first learned of your, ooh, I don't know this word, cis... Sisyphian, oh, Sisi- yeah. Sisyphian. Sisyphus
1: was a mythic or potentially real Greek character who was condemned for some sort of uh, misdemeanor. He was condemned to rolling a rock,
2: a boulder up a hill, up a hill every every day, and it would it, it would never make it. Um, I actually first learned of your Sisyphian endeavor through your collaboration with the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Though it took me quite some time, evidently, to listen to it uh, myself. Now that I did, I finally have, sorry, now that I finally have, I love it. I'm definitely glad I did. As I write this, I'm listening to the end of season three. And I'll say that listening to three years worth of suffering in such a short time is incredibly bizarre. And I can only imagine what awaits me in hearing the already condensed season four. I'd like to thank you heartily for the hours upon hours of enjoyment, laughter, and ruminations on movies I have no intention of watching that your body of work has provided, in addition to supplying the source material for a very strange conversation with my dad. We drove past a Blaze pizza, one of the few in Canada. It's in Canada? Fuck. When I was about halfway into Season 3 and I let out an involuntary snort of laughter, which I then had to explain with both the summation of the podcast and your campaign to get Blaze Pizza to hashtag Pay the Boys. To make that anecdote slightly more interesting, we were driving in a car once owned by Kim Cattrall. How about that? No, I'm not making that up. It's right there on the registration. My dad bought this car from a man who was its second owner and the first owner was no less than Samantha herself. Considering it's a 2005 car... It's been quite a while since she owned it. But it's a fun piece of trivia, nonetheless. I can agree with that.
1: Can I just quickly say, Mm. I struggle to consider anything within the 2000s as a while ago. Yeah, I know. Even 2005 is 16 years ago. That's cook day. But this this author seems to have no trouble with considering...
2: They don't have the problem that we have. Pathetic, really. We are? Yeah. (sighs) Damning. Um... Thank you for taking the time to read this long message. I'd like to listen to the remaining episodes pretty quickly, but it might be a while before I hear this read out. should I make it onto a friend zone. Hopefully, it'll be a nice surprise for me in the future when I uh, catch up and start listening to Overlooked and Undercooked. Feel free to say my name or not as you see fit. Audrey Mayo. They, them pronouns.
1: I love that. Thank you so much, Audrey. And... Uh, I love the idea of people using the friend zone as a time capsule yes. in which they can sort of address their future selves or former selves and just check in. So hopefully, Audrey, whenever, wherever you're listening to this, life is good for you. Whenever,
2: wherever, wherever, wherever Audrey
1: I, Mayo is forever. Shit, how about, they'll how about I'll be here and I'll be there. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez Shakira 2020 Super Bowl halftime show. Did you watch it? No, I still haven't seen it. it Everyone's is
2: fucking raving about a it. A
1: feat of dance to sing and dance
2: simultaneously is incredible. Did you watch it live? Were you like at a Super Bowl party or something? No, or did I you to, just get? I had to work. On the hoopla. I had
1: to work. I watched it the next morning by myself. Because you're an NFL guy, right? I am. I'm. have fallen a little bit out of love with the NFL. I still sort of because
2: I as a I was Kaepernick, that you were like, I can't believe you disrespecting the flag like that. I, so yeah, you just yeah. jumped out of the pool. Yeah,
1: Colin, Colin knows what he did. No, truth be told, it's it's a sport I would like to disengage with for political and health reasons. But I play fantasy football with an old group of friends, and the sort of the camaraderie that creates it, is it. It's a bond that holds a lot of people who I care about together in a way that, if I was to remove myself from that situation, I uh, the the connections would. You know, it, it's sort of. You're there for the friends. I'm there for the friends, yeah. Uh, but I, I did. I watched the Super Bowl. On a, it's, it's very boring on a time delay. I watched it the next morning.
2: It's a great show. It's fucking it, watching Jennifer you and Shakira. Let's it was make incredible. the story exciting. Let's put some hot sauce on it. Were you in your underwear? Were you wearing pants? You when watch I a watched the Super Bowl naked? show, I was just in my underpants. I was yes. hunched over a cup of Java. Tell me about the
1: underpants. Uh, they are due to be thrown out any second now. They white. No were they white? No. They're navy Tim, if you must know, with thin like with sort of thinnish green stripes, the Uniqlo, I believe they're a medium. I think from having them sent to a laundromat, they've shrunk a little bit. They're quite tight around me. And also I've had them for so long that the fabric around the arse area is becoming thin. (laughs) Um and like very rarely do we throw out underpants before like these underpants are sort of politely asking to be thrown out. And it's not until they are <laughs> literally on their deathbed yeah. begging me to throw them out that
2: they will get what they deserve, which is to no longer settle my nether regions. My God, if me undies were sponsoring us, this would have been the fucking perfect lead in, huh? Pay the fucking fund, the fellas, pay the boys. Um,. We should
1: Come probably undies, give it up. Yeah. Hey, guys, so happy to hear you. This is from Carl O'Callaghan, who we actually read something out from in the previous friend zone. So this is the value of doing the Facebook inboxes. We, we're responding to correspondence in real time somewhat. You'll remember more as I continue. Okay. Hey, guys, so happy to hear you read it out on the friend zone. Props to guy for getting my last name right. That silent G always trips people up. You kind of left it vague, but for more info, the film. So remember, this was someone who was recommending... Uh, film that we watch is a one-off podcast that heavily donates some money, um, to to a charity or to us for watching this film, and they they left it quite intriguing. Oh yeah, that's right, they didn't give us any deets, and we were sort of speculating. So uh, you kind of left it vague, but for more info, the film is Twenty Fifth Reich, and has a sweet runtime
2: of only eighty minutes. I don't want to mention which scene it might ruin it, but you'll know it when you see it. Twenty Fifth Reich has come up on the um, Patreon. Decider's Club. Recently? Yeah. Maybe in fact, you, it was in the polls, this most recent there you one, go. Carl lost
1: out to the Emoji movie. Carl is probably inside the Decider's Club. Uh, I did kind of get you rather short and curly, so I'm going to send you boys £20 regardless. Whoa. And then I'll dote another £20 Whoa. if you do decide to watch the film. Whew. P.S. Nice reversal on my unintentional power move. Not answering yes or no took all the intrigue away from me, and now you guys hold it. Well played. Thank you, Carl, for the challenge and acknowledging our ability to rise to it. Uh, I suppose the 25th Reich might be on the slate at some point. This is probably a pretty good time to talk about the Patreon and the Deciders Club, because after this, we are actually about to embark on... We're going to
2: dive in. We're going to watch uh, the Emoji Movie. Here's how it works. Patreon is a platform like Kickstarter, but not, because we didn't invent anything. Yes. So you're there to support us, brave boys. Um, who keep hitting ourselves in the nuts with cinema. And as a reward, if you're giving a dollar, you'll get some things every now and then, but mainly it's just like you are part of the bloody worst idea army. We respect the hell out of that and you. If you're giving $5, you get access to basically all of the bonus content. And we're trying to put more stuff on there. So um, the, the main sort of regular normal thing that comes out is the Deciders Club episodes. Which is, Um, as a member of the Deciders Club, you would get to... They're one-off, one-off watches of things. If you're in the $10 bracket, you're in the Deciders Club, and that means you get to decide what movies we're going to watch. You get to vote on it as a a collector. And then also, thanks
1: to the incredible uh, mountain of technological kit and ability that Tim has... We've started releasing exclusive video content. Yes. When we released My Week with Cats, uh, the episodes came out on the Deciders Club almost a week earlier.
2: Yeah, yeah. You'll always get stuff earlier and ad-free on Patreon as well. And we've
1: got a few other uh, sort of
2: exciting small morsels yeah. to look forward to. Link in the bio, Biatch. That's, That's right. Um, I'll, I'll put some things in notes. You know, to direct you there if you want to help um, support. Uh, yeah. you might say hashtag pay the boys or fund the fellas mm-hmm. um, we're probably running out of time Have you got one more yeah it says trapped in a cult in the subject line so he's got me on the hook sounds important Oliver Wright Steer Timbo and Guy Guy I hope you are both well I've just returned from the Edinburgh Fringe where I managed to see Guy's show Alice Sneddon's show and Snort your improv show they were all fantastic And learning that you would both be in London soon, I quickly bought tickets to your live show here. As I was frantically punching in my credit card numbers, a worrying thought came into my head. Am I in a cult? The evidence is rather compelling. A couple of years ago, I'd never even heard of you. Then one day, a friend recommended that I start listening to your free podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time. Now, after many, many hours of listening to you... I am handing over my hard-earned cash to you and your NZ comedian buddies. The similarity to other cults, mainly Scientology, are many. Tim Batt, David Miskovich, the evil man pulling the strings at the head of the organization. Guy Montgomery, Tom Cruise, the friendly face of the organization who's used as plausible plausible deniability with the feds. Xenu, Coffee Guy, the all-powerful deity who can travel across space and time. Can I ask you, Are you running a cult? Am I allowed to remain in contact with my friends and family if they don't accept the worst idea of all time into their lives? Looking forward to seeing you in London. Say my name, Oliver. Hey, Oliver.
1: Look, I'll say this, man. We would never want to take anyone away from their friends and family. And truth be told, if you really want, uh, Tim and I are more than willing to run a free personality test to sort of just verify where you sit
2: amongst your immediate community. Where you are in the journey. And and with us. Um, it's also, I think you're kind of looking at this the wrong way, Oliver. It's not that we want to take um, your friends or family away from you. It's mm, that, you know, mm, we've mm, got a great mm, thing going here and we just think it's really important that everyone get involved. Yeah. So we kind of need you to, to help us out, get them, That's right. so get it's, them in, in the it's, treehouse. If you want a little bit of information,
1: it's called the Oxford Capacity Analysis. And it's sort of just a list of questions uh, which help gauge sort of you know what your personality is and it's it's all for free, very above board yeah nothing to worry about highly
2: certified it's all it's cool man
1: it's yeah. groovy stuff um so thank you so much for that and thanks for coming to
2: the shows thank you for supporting I have the boys oh, yep yep uh, you've got one more to do? I just saying? was going to... Um, te- I thought you were wrapping up the episode, but you weren't. You were wrapping up your comments yeah. to Oliver. And well, before uh, uh, You're going to read one more? No. All I wanted to do is apologize briefly to Audrey, who immediately gave me their pronouns, and then I immediately ignored it. So I'm sorry about that.
1: Ah, uh, Tim, good on you for apologizing. And Audrey, thanks again for your correspondence. Thanks to everyone for their correspondence. And I just want to say to... Tyler, who reached out to us on Twitter, saying, "Acknowledge oh,
2: the threatening Tyler." Acknowledge
1: our correspondence. <laughs> We're acknowledging your existence. Your correspondence is in the
2: queue. Nah, man, come on. He was very threatening on Twitter, and I, I think I told him I would. Um, okay, we would get it get it done. Well, Which just goes to show, violence does. Play. Yeah.
1: So Tyler wrote, "I messaged you guys on December fourth, two thousand fifteen, about how I feel like and wonder if others feel like your best friend." So this is it's <laughs> a brutal thing for us to not read out. I'll read out the crosswords from 2015 because it's quite sweet. Okay. Do people tell you guys that they feel that they are your best friends after hours of listening to your conversations? I can't help but feel that way. Plus, it so mirrors the type of conversations my friends and I have. It seems so easy to feel this way. Anyways, keep up the good work. Your podcast is all that keeps me sane while I'm at work. And then either you or I responded. <laughs> yeah. I think at the time. Uh, and then I was. We need to get back to responding. I think to Facebook messages. Mm, you might be right. Uh, and then this person wrote, I missed you guys on December 4th, 2015, about how I feel like and wonder if others felt like your best friend. Just under two months later, you guys put out the first Friend Zone on February 3rd, 2016. Just wanted to say, you're welcome for me planting the seed <laughs> that made Friend Zone episodes. I basically inceptioned you both. Wishing you guys all the best still
2: after all these years. Your BFF, Tyler. Tyler, you are responsible, but I'd just like to say how the tone metamorphosized, because the message that I received on Twitter from Tyler was, um, fuck Tim Bat for not checking worst idea Facebook messages, and then he replied to himself, I'm presuming Tyler's a guy, it's urgently friendzone related, sent from Tyler M. Vincent, say my motherfucking name. Well, Tyler M. Vincent... There you fucking have it. To everyone listening,
1: I'd like to say thank you. Look after yourselves and one another. To you, Tim, hmm. reputable piece of shit who has filthy underpants at every turn at this nah, change in your life. No, nah, I'm all good. They're, I wish you cool. and your undies only the best. This episode brought to you by me undies. Not really. It would be good though. You it know? would be good so though. If,
2: if anyone knows, you know, get them involved. Get them in the treehouse too. Yeah. Um... Head along to
1: patreon.com
2: forward slash T-W-I-O-A-T if you wanted to get involved in that hot mess. Link in the episode notes here. And uh, now Guy and I are going to watch the Emoji Movie. Fare thee well.
0: Well, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. It's the friend zone. We're going to have a good time. It's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. Because making friends is the best idea of all time.